Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and we are rock and rolling with another episode today. This one is going to be fast. It's going to be high energy. It's going to be packed because we have the honor of having Weston Zimmerman on with us today. Uh, uh, founder of Synced Up, I guess CEO of Synced Up is what you is that what you call yourself? That's what they're calling me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, appreciate you coming on today, man. Uh, this is going to be like I said, we got a hard stop at one thirty, so this is going to be an action packed uh, the next twenty five minutes here. But what we want to get into is we made the announcement last week that we switched over to Synced Up. I'm so excited about this decision. This is something I've been mulling over and thinking about for the last couple of months, figuring out a way to know my numbers better uh, because we all preach know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. But who? Let's be honest. Who like? Probably 60% of you maybe actually really know your numbers. A lot of us are just guessing. And uh, that's just what that's just the, the time that we're living in. And so we want to know our numbers the best way we can. And uh, we needed a software that was going to help us do that. And we decided that Synced Up was going to be the best way to help us. So, Weston, what have you got for us today, man? I know uh, I, I'm excited for this. We're just going to rock and roll. I want to really talk about how lawn care guys uh, can benefit from Synced Up. That's really that's really the the aspect that we want to tackle today. And so if you're listening, if this stuff interests you, numbers interest you, be excited because we're going to have multiple podcasts to come here in the future uh, as we head into the spring about just this whole process of Synced Up onboarding, uh, everything that that looks like, and then how it's helping us in our business because we try to be as open as, and as transparent here on the show as we can. And so that's, that was another reason of me doing this was like, hey, let's let me do it. Let's work through this in the winter. And then heading into the spring, we can say, this has worked for us. This is how our numbers are so dialed in like they never have been before. And in the future, we can really uh, help help some other people out. So let's get into it a little bit. I wanted to really tackle the, the, the topic I want to hit on today is, is why why should lawn maintenance business owners, primarily lawn maintenance business owners, switch to a software as Synced Up? Because Synced Up, LMN, a lot of the other softwares are known primarily as design build softwares. That's just right. what that's just what they come across as. Because job costing things like that, that's what a, such a, a backbone of the of the software. But to me, we had when we had. God, I don't know what two, three conversations, an hour long a piece of, of why this is a good fit and why we can kind of change the mold of the whole lawn maintenance industry if we kind of do this thing together. And so I'm looking forward to it. But uh, take it away. Tell me what we had a little bit off air conversation and, and I was like, stop, we need to get into the interview because you're already dropping value. So what what to you is the value of, hey, why should a lawn maintenance company business owner look at some type of software like synced up like what what are what are we gonna what is the value we're gonna receive from it because that's what we're all about is is if i'm investing money like this into a software what is the value what is my return gonna be yeah exactly it's i'm gonna go back to a little bit what you touched on right in the intro which is like um and a little bit of what with the conversation we're having which was you know what the value is is in actually moving away from 
saying, well, I charge X. Well, where'd you get that number? Well, I just kind of base it on my what my competition is charging. And I think I'm making money at this. And there's a whole lot of uh, assuming and mm-hmm. um, and best educated guesses. And, there, you know, that's not to say the best educated guesses is flat out wrong. There's a lot of you that are pretty good, have done it a long time and are pretty close with um, where you're at. But it's moving off of the gut feeling to actually basing your pricing off of real numbers, you know, meaning like we're not just charging 65 bucks an hour because we feel like that's where I want to make. We're charging 65 bucks an hour because I know that after I cover all my overhead expenses that it costs me to be in business, pay for my trucks and trailers and mowers, that that's what I have to have. And if I buy another mower, oh, by the way, that becomes 68 Mm. or, you know, whatever that is. And it's, it's moving away from the lick your finger and hold it up in the wind and see which way the wind's blowing from that world and moving to data in data out. I plug in my numbers and this is what I got to charge. I tweak my numbers and it tweaks what I got to charge. And it's, it's removes the emotion out of it. That's the biggest, that's where the journey starts. And and, and it kind of evolves from there. There's more, there's more dominoes to crush down the, down the road, but that's kind of the, the conversation we're having right now with, you know, with your onboarding experience and synced up. And it makes me, you know, curious, Jeremiah, like, in in the process of putting your information in and then reviewing what it gave back to you, were there any like, oh, wow, or um, I never thought of it like that, or like, were there any moments at all like that in in your in your time so far? Yeah, hundred percent. So, what's what Weston's referring to is we we just we're in the in the process of the onboarding process now. We're kind of coming towards the end of it here, wrapping that up tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna take a couple of weeks to just get everything figured out, all the kinks worked out. Uh, it's been a super super smooth process so far. To me, the and we talked about this beforehand is the budget building is one of the most transformative things that I think could happen in your business is like you're saying, take the emotion out of, uh, what you're doing. And it's not, I don't know. It, the, the reason that it hits home to me is like, it's not just looking at your bank bank account and seeing, Oh, I have $10,000 in there. Oh, I have $4,000 in there. It's like, Hey, let's make a plan for the year ahead. And let's like put actual numbers in, in, in place. And it's not just like, Hey, are we going to have enough money to, to make payroll this month? It's let's make a plan for the future year of like, but it's not just a guessing plan. Like it's, there's actually, th- there's, there's data behind it. There's data to back that up. And to me, the things that stuck out were like labor. And, and this is, I'm being an open book. Some of, some of you might be like, well, dude, you don't have, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how to run a business. And maybe that's the case, but I mean, I'm in year four. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not, hadn't been running for 10 years. So still figuring things out as we go. But one of the biggest things for me was like, that hit me in the face was figuring out how much labor we actually worked in a year, how many billable hours we actually had. That was something that I never really, uh, I never really sat down and figured that up. And, and getting on the call with uh, Chris, the guy that was helping me with my budget building, things like that, he was like, well, this is what we see industry standard wise. And that's just not information that you typically, like, I just didn't know that stuff. But through the, through the process of building the budget, it was this is how many, you you work 1500 2000 hours uh but i think in our i think in my budget we put uh 1500 hours was i think pretty much what we budgeted in here um for everything to uh build to build everything out was 1500 uh 1500 hours in labor and mm-hmm. so it's Figuring out what your unbillable versus billable hours are; those were things that that were shocking to me. It was like, it was like, how do we actually recover those unbillable hours? And yeah. and yeah. it was just 
not only how do we recover the unbillable hours, but how do we get rid of the unbillable hours? How do we become more efficient? Exactly. Like, you know, unbillable hours is not ever, you're not going to ever get completely rid of no, them. No, no. But, but you also don't want to be completely mindless exactly. and, and ignoring efficiency problems and that kind of thing. Because, you know, you, you, the, where you're at in the journey right now, we're making some educated guesses based on industry standards onto like how many billable hours you have in a year. But a year from now, we're going to be looking at your actual numbers and saying, oh, you had yep. 327 yep. unbillable hours you know, yep. and you had 1,432 billable hours. And then the whole point of it is, is once you know that information, now you know. Yep. Well, that yep. means I've got to generate enough of revenue to cover all my costs, cover my overhead and make a little money, pay myself and, 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 and do my profit all in that 1,432 hours. Yep. Or maybe that goes up or down. You hire some people and your billable hours goes up. But it, it, you know, building a budget, I, uh, Derek from Tassie Landscaping told it to me the other this way the other day. And I was like, that was a good analogy. He said, building a budget is basically like bidding one big, massive job, pretending all the work you do in a single year is one big, fat job. Yeah. And you're putting yeah. all of your costs into that estimate for that one big fat job, including all of your overhead expenses, the internet, your shop rent, your fuel, your trucks, your trailer, your tires, everything, your equipment maintenance. Like you're putting everything in there because you know you're going to have to pay for it during the time that you're doing that one big job, so to yeah. speak. And But then the reality is, is you break that down and you're doing dozens, if not hundreds of jobs throughout the year. It, it, it's, but but you're, you've done the work of building a budget to make sure that when you price that one of hundreds of jobs that you're going to do that year, that it's priced correctly. So you add all of those hundreds of jobs together and you end up with enough of funds to cover your costs, recover your overhead and make a profit. Yeah. Making profit is what is, is the key statement in there is yes. how it's, we're not just doing this for fun. Like, and we're not doing it to yeah. break even. Either like, exactly. If you're going to do that, you may as well go get a job at a warehouse or something. You know why? Yep. Why? Why? Why take the stress and the risk of being in business for no profit? And on that point, you know, I I, I talk to hundreds of business owners, and without fail, at every show or whatever, I run into someone that that says, "Oh yeah, I made 150 grand last year." And like, "Oh wow, that's pretty good." How do you know that? Well, that's what I had left in my bank account after my after I you know. It's like, well, actually. Did you pay yourself anything on payroll or, or owner's draws or anything? No, 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 no. Well, then that 150 grand is actually not yeah. your profit. Let's yeah. say you made yourself 50 grand or you paid yourself 50 grand or 100 grand, whatever the number is, your business only made in profit whatever was left after you paid yourself. What you pay yourself is not the business's profit mm -hmm. because essentially in most cases, you as the owner are doing the work of making the business go forward and earn a dollar every day. So if you stop working, then the business stops. So um, you know, the more mature businesses can are you know graduate beyond that. But that's where a lot of people are in the beginning stages of their business journey. And so it's really really important that not only are you uh, you know are you making sure the business is making a profit, but the business is making a profit after it's paid you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's thing that's one of the things that is is groundbreaking for guys that are young in business I think is it's not it years 1 2 3 4 you're not going to you're probably not going to see a bunch of, a ton of profit coming in. Now right. now you you're just heavily reinvesting. It's just part of the game. Like you just you reinvest, you reinvest, you take a little bit of owner's draws or profit or whatever you want to call it. You, some some people start W2 early on and, and you get paid. And so 
it depends on how you set up your company, but you, when you get into where I'm at, like I'm in your, I just finished up year four, I'm heading into your five, like I'm at a pivotal point, five, six, seven in the next three years here, where like I need to see some serious profits start coming in. Like I, I'm not, I'm tired of seeing like $5,000 at the end of the year or whatever your number is in your bank account. It's time to see, hey, I actually got paid this much and then there's business left, there's money left over in the account. And right. And for me, so I'm in the position now where we are trying to scale the company a little bit next year. And that was part of this bu- this budgeting was we, man, I this budget almost double what I did this year in, in revenue. Like I, I'm, it's a, it's a very hefty budget. Like I'm, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff to, it's a lot more revenue to generate. It's a lot more expenses that I see here that we got to get, that we're going to have to cover. And so it's, for me, it's like, Hey, this is what, this is all the data that we've entered in and, and back to the hours thing. So I, I got them pulled up. We're budgeting 2000 hours. Hours, uh, is what we're going to work. 2,000 hours worked per year. But typically, what is it? $500, 500 of unbillable hours. That's typically, at least that's what we built in our budget. Chris said that was like an industry standard of you got to fit 2,000 hours into 1,500. I would say I, I would I would shoot for five to ten percent of yeah. your total payroll hours being unbillable. Okay. But there's definitely there's definitely cases where you know we're reeling it back for maybe it's 25 percent or 20 yeah. percent. And you're and you're kind of iteratively bringing it down. And yeah, to yeah. You know. Yeah. So so that's what we did for mine, and it's just. Yeah. But it's it. So I'm trying to work my way out of the field as well to to go sell to do things like that. So I have part of my salary is in the total hours worked per year, and it's it, it's part of the billable hours. But then the part of my salary is in unbillable hours. So it, because I'm it's an overhead because I'm not going to be out in the field producing the revenue anymore. So for me, that was also huge was figuring that out of like, hey, part of my salary is, is going to be not actually producing the field. So how are we going to make that up? And, and where is that? Where is that other revenue going to be covered and, and that? I mean, not revenue, but where is that cost going to be covered and by, by building more revenue? And it's just it's all things to me that are like. This is stuff that everyone should be doing. You, I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't have done it in year four. I should have done it in year two because, like, if you do yeah. it in year two or year one, then yeah. year three and four shouldn't be so hard. You should be seeing yeah. more profits. I, yeah, I don't care if you're building birdhouses and selling them at the local farmers market. Literally, you should still be doing a budget. Yeah, yeah. there's less numbers and the numbers are smaller, but you know, you're still buying a hammer and nails and wood, and you got to cover all of that, right? And so it's it's not like oh I don't I don't need to build a budget until I'm in you know until I'm mature have yeah. kind of overcome the, the the startup grind. No, it, it's better to know, you know what we were saying just before we started recording. Like there's a sense of relief that comes over yeah. you once yeah. you just know and and it, you know you've laid aside assumptions and gut feelings and you, and you just put in the numbers and the numbers don't lie and now you know well I got to produce X to cover all my costs. And, and here's the other thing that happens sometimes the very first time you go to budget is you, you know, we tend to get excited about the business we're building and the, the grind and the hustle and we're investing back in the business. And it's really easy. This happens a lot. It's really easy to get into a position where you're spending too much money for the, for the yeah. amount of revenue you have. Like I, I, I talk to businesses that are maybe doing a million in revenue and they have 25 guys and, and yeah. a fleet of trucks. I'm like, guys, you're not, there's, there's no way under the sun you're making money. Yeah. You just have, your costs are too high. But the thing is, is like, there's all kinds of reasons for why that can happen. But the important, the point I want to make is we tend to spend more money than we realize. Oh yeah. I forgot about those 1200 bucks I spent in t-shirts. And yeah, I forgot about those thousand bucks I gave in client gifts last year at Christmas, you know, and, and we tend to spend more money than we realize. And we can get into a situation where we spend ourselves into barely breaking even. Yep. Like yep. back when you did your cool little spreadsheet or you talked with your buddies about what I'm going to charge this year per hour, um, 
and and when the cash is there, you're reinvent, you're buying that new mower, you're buying that new trailer, you're doing getting this new blower, whatever it is, and you're spending yourself all the way down to the point where like there's no cash in the bank account and you're you're barely breaking even. And that's because what well, well, I should say the antidote to that is putting everything into a budget. Say, like, dude, I know I got to replace my trailer next year. The old one I have is kind of falling apart. So I'm gonna put that in the budget and make sure that that's built into my revenue, my 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 pricing. And just as an example, and when you put every single thing in there, plus give yourself a 10% fudge factor or whatever you want to kind of like, hey, when an opportunity comes up, I want to have the cash that us pounce on it, you know, put all of that in there. Now you got your pricing for the year. Now the only the only thing that's left is making sure that you hold yourself accountable to that budget. Meaning like if it's not in the budget, don't buy it. Or if you're going to buy it, then turn around and put it into the budget. So your pricing automatically reflects the new expense you just added because what what tends to happen everything i'm saying here what i'm trying to lead up to is what tends to happen is we can get into a situation where we're doing i don't know 500 grand in revenue let's say and we are way too heavy in overhead expenses like our overhead burden is so high there's no way we can make profit by covering our overhead in 500 grand in revenue there's no money left for profit after you've covered all the overhead expenses. So there's there's one thing you can do, either produce more revenue by raising your prices or doing more work, or you can reduce your overhead expenses more in line with the revenue that you're producing. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's those are basically the two levers you can pull. You can increase revenue by raising your prices or doing more work or decrease the overhead expenses that you have and just watch your pennies a little bit. And what, you know, the 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 we do this in our personal finances, we do this in business. I've been guilty of this. We all have been where we spend more money than we realize we spent and we're like, "Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh that's why I don't have any profit anymore." And uh the the keys out of that prison are, well, be pragmatic about it, put it into a budget, the numbers don't lie and then make yourself obey that budget. And when you do when you when fuel doubles, you go and make sure that your budget is updated to reflect that doubling of fuel so that your prices are immediately uh, corrected, so to speak. How often would you say you would edit a budget? Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today. And I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading. So there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booth at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. There's also going to be 70 plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So like we said, 70 plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live, February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. 
The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live, Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. What what do you think on that? Because I know people say like, oh, end of year, let's let's work on our budget for next year. And and for me, this is like my first time ever building a legit budget. So like for me, I'm still just figuring it out. But this time next year, I'm, I should really have some way more stuff dialed in. But yeah. how should I should? What is your advice for editing budgets like throughout the season? Is it every three months, every month, every every week? What does that yeah, look like? Basically, is you can't do it too often. Yeah. Meaning meaning like. Uh, quarterly is annually is better than never quarterly is better than annually. Weekly is better than quarterly. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, is your budget should always be up to date to reality. So if, if suddenly fuel doubles, you should turn around immediately. Like don't wait to the end of the quarter, do it immediately. Go back in and edit and update your budget. Because if you basically the amount of time, let's say you wait two months or wait to the end of the year to update your budget and fuel has doubled. Well, your prices are not going to reflect that increase of overhead expense that you have until you go update your budget, which means that guess who's paying for that extra cost? You are. Your your profit is. You're losing profit. Yeah. By not updating it. Yeah. So, so by not updating your budget, it basically the tax that comes with not updating your budget is essentially your profits dwindle and you're doing, you're working just as hard. Yeah, that's something that is that stuck out to me through the process of like, hey, I've got to not only have I going to spend time making this thing, but I actually have to keep it updated because if I don't, then it's yeah. kind of null and void. Like, there's no and, point and in having you know, it. Putting it putting it into shoe leather a little bit. What I would say is, what I would the way I would focus on that. Not so I'm like opening up this thing every single week, and there's no need for me to update anything because nothing changed since last week. So I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, are you got to update your budget weekly. No, yeah. I, I would I would rather say something like. Be intimately familiar with the way your budget is built right now. Watch your P&L on a weekly basis. Yeah. And if if you're like, hey, I just spent 1500 bucks on bonuses for the guys because they worked super hard, but I know that wasn't in my budget. I'm going to go turn around and put that in my budget right now. Or fuel doubled. And I know that my budget was spaced on $3 a gallon. Now it's five. So I'm going to go update that in my budget right now. Mm. So just be intimately familiar with what the way your budget is built. And whenever anything changes or deviates from that, just go and update it, whether that's daily, weekly, or monthly, or quarterly, it doesn't really matter. What's it, what matters is, is that budget is up to date with reality. Yeah. No, up to date with, with reality is a key. That's a key statement that I take away is like, what are we going through at the moment? Don't, don't wait six months later. That's that's my thing. Is like as as I get into this and I'm like, hey, this is really cool. These are this is fun data to see put, actually put in here, and it's it's very eye opening for me to realize like, hey, this is the stuff that we have. But it's not. It's kind of like it kind of holds you accountable almost in a way. I think a budget does is because like three months down the road, you look back and you're like, well, this was I've spent way more than my I've spent more than my annual budget was on on a certain on a certain material or whatever you want to call it. Right. And that's something that I'm looking at is like. I see my overhead in front of me and I'm like, wow, when you see it all there at once, that's a huge, that's 15, 20, 30% of whatever your gross revenue might be, your total revenue yes. by the end of the year. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like 
we got to get this dialed in. And it's like you said, you can either raise, you can either raise sales, sell more, or, or you just cut your expenses. And so for me, it's, it's an, it's an eye opening process. And, and this call is really just this podcast. I hope brings some value to you and in, in just the way of like, Hey, get a budget. If you don't have a, if you don't have a budget, uh, we're at, we're at a perfect time to do it. Right. I mean, is there, yeah, is there much of a better time to do it yeah. for 2023? No, it's now's the best, you know, I, you know, the annual building of the budget for the future is for the next year is all is the big, like I'm doing a webinar here at four o'clock on this exact topic. Yeah. 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 I wish this was a live stream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can bring some more people in, but uh, that, that the, the theme of that is okay. There's some chatter out there about 2023. What's it going to look like? We've come through an incredible run the last two, three years in the green industry What's the future look like? There's some shakiness out there. Well, that is what it is. What we can do about it is be smart about it. And the theme I named this webinar is protect your profits. The way we protect our profits is make sure that we're not uh, overburdened with overhead expenses. Like we that we're not don't have too many overhead expenses for the revenue we're generating. Because yeah. if you're in that situation, that's gonna that's gonna leak you dry of cash. And, and you're, and, and if revenue drops, then you're, I mean, you're, ca- you're, you're turning into a cash flow problem really, yeah. really quickly. So the way, you know, whether the economy uh, backs off a bit or increases, the important part is, is that your budget is reflecting reality for you so that you can always protect your profits and you don't come into a situation where you don't realize that overhead spend has been the same pedal to the metal revenue has started to drop or it's harder for me to close jobs. And now I got all this overhead spend cash flow going out the door and my, my funnel bringing the cash in the door has closed off a bit. And now I got a cash flow problem, yeah. you know? And so the, the whole point is, is making sure that I'm not too heavy in overhead expenses. And some, some of some people, you know, here's the other kind of quandary with buying a software Well, I need to protect my pennies. I'm not going to uh, spend any money on software because, um, I need to, I need to watch my pennies. And it's true. Like you, you, you don't want to just blindly spend money on any software out there, but there it's more important now than ever to get your numbers in order, to get your house in order. Because if you don't, uh, well, there's two, there's two mentalities out there. One that I, I'm not going to spend money on software because it's another expense that I don't, that I can minimize. Yeah. Um, the other mentality is I can't do without it. I have to have this. So I know the truth. So I know, so I can make educated decisions based on information instead of gut. Yeah. And, uh, and I will cut my fancy new mower upgrade instead of, and I'll buy the software instead. So I know my numbers, you know, or whatever it is, but it's making intelligent, intentional decisions like that. You know, it's, it's really easy to buy the flashy new piece of equipment or truck or whatever it is. And I would, I would suggest in, 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 in when there is uncertainty, stop investing and increasing your overhead spend, expend on that flashy stuff and and do invest in making sure that you are set up to protect your profits and and have your house in order for come what may. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing with if you're on the fence about getting into software and that 
I'm I'm like trying to be as open as I can because this this was me like six months ago. This was me of like, hey, this is a ton, this is a lot of money. Like this was me two months ago before I even did this. I was like, this is a lot of money. This is a lot of especially going through the winter. Like every, I know how that is for everybody. You're not generating a ton. It, it's a lot of money, but it, it's not. And you can't look at it as an expense. First off, it's an investment. Because for me, my what the realization that I had that really made me like, okay, let's do this thing is, I looked at it and I said, okay, is this is this money that I'm not spending right now? It it definitely is, but it's it's gonna it's gonna generate me money that I'm not making right now either, and it's gonna exactly. generate me multiples of that money. And it's like if you're if you're billing right now and you're seeing you're you're having cash flow, cash flow is good. You you keep eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars in your bank account. Oh man, we're doing good. We got money in the account. Bills are paid. We're rocking and rolling. But it's like, okay, why would you do that when you're when you're not you're not you're just not protecting your profits? It's like you said, the the webinar is is like you could be in a better name for it. That's the name that I voted for on the on the Instagram poll because right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best name for it. And it's if you're not protecting those, then you're leaving money. You're leaving so much money on the table. I might spend two thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars on synced up or whatever software it is that you're using. I, I I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I think it should be synced up. But anyway, you're going to spend that much in a year on on that, but but it's going to generate you multiples, like fifty, sixty thousand dollars in profit right. in your not. That's the thing that people get need to get in their head is it's not what you're getting paid. It's it's profit that the company is going to have in this bank account after you've been paid. Like, and that's yeah. the thing that people don't realize is it's after everything and everyone gets paid. People say that all the time, but stop and let that sink in for a minute, like. In, in this budget, I'm looking at my salary, what I'm going to get paid as a W-2 employee of the company, but then there's going to be 16% left in profit sitting in, in the company's bank account. After you've been paid. After, that's the beautiful part. Ex- but that's, exactly. That's the, that's, the, that's the realization that everyone needs to have is it's after everyone's been paid. So Yeah, yeah that, and that's, and that's, um, that's it, so it's so easy to be uh, – Put it this way: Business is all about figuring out how can I spend a dollar and make two, five, or ten back. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and software, software um, is a hundred percent one of those that. I, I mean, I see it all the time. This is not just me saying it. I see this over and over and over again. Where a company comes in, they buy sync up. Yes, they're spending five grand a year, four hundred bucks a month, whatever, and they turn around and make. Literally, I just talked to a guy that's that made six figures in net profit in his first year of using after he's been paid, let that sink in after After he's been paid. paid. Like, yeah. And so the difference, the difference is, is like, um, your, your, uh, it, yes, you're spending money, but you're making it back multiples, multiples in in, in multiples. And the, and for many people out there, this, you know, there's many different layers where this return can come in at. For some, it's like, well, unbillable man hours. For yeah. some, it's like, oh, wow, I was way over in overhead. Or for some, it's like, oh, wow, I'm spending way more in overhead than I've realized. So there's many different layers of this animal. People, each individual out there will have their return on investment come back in slightly different channels. But for most of you, uh, for many, for the majority of the industry out there, I should say that you can make back your initial investment in the software and then some just by building your budget yeah. in the software. 100%, and, and that's not, 100% agree. That's, that's not even to mention, oh, now I know my unbillable hours. Oh, now yeah. I can make an educated decision on how to minimize those unbillable man hours. Oh, now I realize that I'm cutting Mrs. Jones' 
lawn for a loss because I tracked it. You know, that's before we even get into that. Yeah, it's not even improving inefficiencies. It's just saying, hey, look, yeah, I I agree. We've got 120 seconds here because you've got to go. We've got a hard stop. (laughs) I've kept you too long. But, okay, so if you want to sign up with Synced Up, what is the process? Uh, I've got a link in the bio uh, in the show notes today, not in the bio. The link in the show notes will take you straight to the website. After that, what, you book a demo, right, and uh, go from there? right. Yeah, so you can reach out to us on synced.up.com. That's S-Y-N-K-E-D-U-P.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram as well, at synced.up, and we can get you started. But yeah, the process is uh, you book a demo. We show you the system. We answer your questions on the demo. Our goal is not to convince you that you need it. Our goal is to show you what it does. And you and, and our job is to give you the information that you need to decide whether um, it's a good fit for you or not. That's our job. We're not here to do a hard sell. And then after that, it's uh, we kick things into gear. We do the budget. We build your budget. And not only like Jeremiah is not out there doing this on his own. Like we have yeah. a team of experts behind us that are helping you, walking with you, holding your hand, asking you those questions like, hey, wait, I don't see this in here. Like we're helping you build your budget with you to make sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure uh and then it's all the implementation stuff yeah that's where the value is because and i can 100 percent attest to that because i know that like if i couldn't have done that by myself i couldn't have built the budget the way i couldn't have built it accurately by myself at least because chris the guy that helped me with setup he was like we need to change these you need to change your your hours to partly unbillable because you're not gonna be in the field those are things that i wouldn't have realized because i've never built a legit budget before like i said i've never sat down and really done plug stuff in like this it's always been like hey this is what competition does this that and the other We'll rock and roll. Yeah. We'll we'll have cash flow and we'll make some profit. So, I, I'm happy we're doing this. It's a I'm a paying user of the product. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Uh, you can click the link and take you straight to Synced Up and and you can get set up from there. Looking forward to having Weston back on for many shows to come. Uh, a lot of, a lot of more things to come up. But I thank Weston. Thanks for your time today, man. I know you got to run. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for making the time. It's been a, it's always fun talking with you and uh, hopefully the person that needed to hear this, hears this and uh, save their business because of it. I truly believe that will happen. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, guys. So Weston had to run there. That was a hard stop. Uh, he had to be in another meeting before his webinar this afternoon. So, and we had already held him. But I tell you what, this is this is just like such truth that we talked today on the episode. And it's it's not anything that I'm trying to sell you on. It's, it's me trying to say, hey, let's transform our businesses together. Let's transform our lives together. And the easy part of transitioning to synced up is you, you break out your credit card. And this is what Weston said right after we record here. And I had to bring it back onto the show. It's why I'm continuing this ending is he said the easy part of, of transitioning to software is whipping out the credit card, swiping it and signing up for the software. The hard part is actually implementing it, actually using it, staying disciplined and using it uh, throughout your year, throughout the year in your business and, and keeping those values updated, tracking your hours, things like that. And, and that is what's going to be the hard part. It, it's not the paying for it. You can put that on auto draft and it comes out every the first of every month and, and you're done. That that's not a problem. It's the keeping up with it. And that's something that we are definitely gonna have to learn and grow into is figuring that stuff out as we put guys out in the field, making sure they're tracking their hours the right way and reporting everything the right way, keeping up with the materials. Like it, it's gonna be business transforming. I'm a hundred percent positive of it. And so I don't want this to be a, a a synced up sales pitch. That's not what I want from this at all. I just want you to hear the value of what we're seeing, what I'm seeing in building the budget that we just went through. And I know was, we went a lot of different directions in that show, but I just wanted to say like the value of, of the budget building was uh, was worth the, the sign up, the onboarding cost alone. And then throughout the year, the expense of the software, it's in that budget, seeing everything laid out there for you. It's like, hey, this is so eye-opening. And having people 
literally handhold you along the way if you don't know what you're doing then that's okay like it you don't have it, they don't expect you to know everything they have a great team built there that ha- literally handheld me through the process and was like hey let's do this let's change that let's fix this and so i am uh, so excited to see what the future holds and it's going to be a very, very fun year in 2023 ahead. So like we said, you can click the link in the show notes today. It'll take you straight to the SyncDepth's website. Just book a demo. Just book a demo with Weston. Figure it out. Uh, go through the software. See what it has to offer. See if it's a good fit for you. I want to get more lawn maintenance business owners on this trend of, hey, let's actually legitimately know our numbers and track our numbers throughout the year. It's not just, hey, let's build a budget. You can build a budget for free anywhere. I know that. There's lots of free budgeting tools or whatever, but it's not somebody hand walking you through the process of, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we are seeing. They have hundreds of users that are seeing, so they can have people to build off of, uh, of uh, this is what industry standards are. And so it's just, I think the value is in that alone, and it's it's building the budget, but then also tracking it throughout the year. And so we're excited to see what the future holds there. Sorry if this sounded like a synced up sales pitch. That's not what I wanted it to be. But we have some more stuff in the future as we walk through this process. We're going to keep talking about it here on the show and hopefully to get some more people over here and get their numbers straightened out so they can change their lives and their businesses in the future. But uh, for a good Friday show to end the year, this was our last show of 2022. I hope it was a good one. I hope this fired you up and inspired you. 2022 was a great year for us. We did a we did a first uh, 2022 debrief on Monday show. And uh, just kind of walk through the year, what all we went through. There was a lot of big business highs. There were some lows, but we did a lot of firsts, a lot of our biggest things, a lot of biggest projects, and spent the most, uh, made the most money we've ever made, things like that. So it, it's just so fun to see my business growing. I love seeing y'all's businesses growing. Everyone that we get to talk to and message back and forth with, it's an honor uh, to get here. To, to We're wrapping up another year. This is our first full year doing the podcast, three shows a week. Like uh, We've put out 52 weeks. That's 100 and I don't know, 160, 170 episodes in one calendar year. And so for me, it's such an honor. It's such a privilege. I say thank you a lot, but I can't say it enough. I don't feel like thank you for turning in. I hope it helped you in some way, shape, or form this episode today and all the other 160 episodes that we did in the last year of 2022. Hope it was a great one. Hope 2023 starts off even better. Be smart. Go out there, build your budget, crush your numbers, crush your business, crush your life, and we look forward to testing with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.